As a person who writes plenty of documents, one of the most interesting tools I've encountered is a language called Markdown. Markdown is a lightweight markup language that you can use to add formatting elements to text documents, and it's completely accessible. Created by John Gruber in 2004, Markdown is now one of the world's most popular markup languages. Using Markdown is different than using a WYSIWYG editor. In an application like Microsoft Word, a sighted person would click buttons to format words and phrases, or as blind people, we would press keystrokes to achieve what we want. The changes are then visible immediately. But how do you know which keystrokes to press? Those for emboldening or underlining text, for example, are easy enough. But what if you want to add a bulleted or numbered list, create a table, or insert a footnote? Do you know the keystrokes to do these things really quickly? Markdown is different. When you create a markdown formatted file, you add markdown syntax to the text to indicate which words and phrases should look different. Ordinarily, to denote a heading, you would add a hash sign before it. Or, to make a phrase bold, you add two asterisks before and after it. But even with this totally accessible solution in place, it's not always easy to remember the syntax and spacing to use and to apply it in the correct fashion. There is another consideration as well, which is that those people using the L Braille will have a greater challenge when trying to remember the complex key sequences for applying formatting in Microsoft Word documents. Lisi now has plenty of markdown options to help. I'll show you how to use them and how to convert your markdown formatted documents to Microsoft Word. Markdown cannot only be used to ensure your Microsoft Word documents look pretty. It's a language understood by a number of word processors. Sometimes you have to add something additional to ensure the word processor or writing tool can interpret a markdown document, and I'll come back to that later. But people use it to create websites, documents, notes, books, email messages, and technical documentation. It's simple and distraction-free. I'm now in a plain text editor. It's Notepad today, but you can use any text editor at all. Lisi has what we call the Markdown key. You press the Alt key and the Lisi key together. Then you press another letter or a number to follow it. Shortly, we'll see extensively how this works. Before I start creating a document, I should say that there are three ways of accessing Lisi's Markdown options. The first is by going into what we call the Markdown menu. And you do this by pressing the Markdown key followed by M. So that would be Alt together with the Lisi key, release those and then press the letter M. The second way is by pressing the Markdown key followed by any one of a number of different keystrokes so that you can format your documents very quickly. I'll be using those a lot. The third is when using our Elegance for L Braille or Focus Braille display feature. 
Now, we don't have a leasy bite on the use of elegance, but a lot of people do use it. It enables you to control the whole of Windows and the JAWS programs and the leasy utilities too, with the minimum of effort using a Braille entry keyboard. When I finish detailing all the new features in Lisi, I'm going to go back and create Lisi Bytes for some of the older features that we haven't got Lisi Bytes for, and Elegance is definitely one of those. If you are used to working with Elegance, you can type various abbreviations into the Elegance mode to get the formatting applied that you want. So let's start out with something very simple and we'll create an agenda for a meeting. There is nothing in this simple text document in Notepad at the moment. I am going to apply a heading level one to begin. Now with all the commands that I'm going to show you, you can either apply the attribute as you are creating the text or you can apply it to selected text. And I will try to show you some examples of both of these methods as we go along. So heading level one is activated through the markdown key, Alt with the Lisi key, followed by one. There are six heading levels, one through to six, and it's very obvious how you create the rest of them. So markdown key, and then number one, heading one, I'm going to type here, meeting for the planning committee, 5 June 2023. Now, when we press enter, that indicates to Markdown that the heading is over. So I'm going to press enter twice. Now, if we just go back up in the document here, we can have a listen to what that sounds like. Number meeting for the planning committee, 5 June 2023. You heard the term number there. That is a hash sign which indicates that we want a heading level 1. So although it's not saying heading level 1, if you get to know the various terms and what they sound like, you should be able to at least verify what is going on here. Shortly, we will convert this document to Microsoft Word format using a plugin that you can obtain, and you'll be able to see then the instant result of this. I'll go back to where I was by arrowing down twice. Blend, blend. I will just type some regular text. Tea and coffee will be available during the meeting. And I've pressed enter twice. Next, I will create a new heading and this will be the word agenda at level two. So markdown key number two, heading two. and type agenda and press enter twice. Now, I've changed my mind about that line where I created regular text. I want to embolden that. So I'm just going to arrow up a bit here. Blend. Number, number, agenda. Blend. Tea and coffee will be available during the meeting. I'm going to embolden the words tea and coffee. So I'm going to select those words now. I can use any method of selection that I like. I'm going to press Control, Shift, Right Arrow. Tea selected and selected coffee selected. So the words tea and coffee are selected, but I've got an extra space there. So I'm going to press shift left arrow. Space unselected. And then I'm going to press the markdown key followed by B. Bold. And that has emboldened those words. Star star tea and coffee star star will be available during the meeting. Okay, now we'll arrow back down to where we were. Blank. Number number agenda. 
Blend. Blend. There are two types of lists that you can apply. An ordered list, which is a numbered list, and an unordered list, which is a bulleted list. In turn, each of those has two ways in which you can apply it. You can either do so to the selected text or as you go. I'm going to go through both methods because both have little advantages. First of all, I'll do it as we go along. I'm going to start off an ordered list because we want numbered items. This is an agenda, so it's very likely that we're going to want numbered items here. I'll press the markdown key, followed by O for ordered list. Beginning numbered or ordered list one. And it's automatically inserted item one for us. So I can type here, apologies for absence, and press enter. Two. And Lisi has automatically created item two, so we don't need to remember which item we've got to. And we've heard that as well. So I can type minutes of the last meeting and press enter. Three. And we'll type matters arising. Now that's the end of my list for the time being. It's going to be quite a short meeting. So I need to end the list. And I do that with the same keystroke, the markdown key followed by O. Ending numbered or ordered list. So what does that look like? One, apologies for absence. Two, minutes of the last meeting. Three, matters arising. That's fine. I'm going to delete some of those numbers now. So we're left with... Apologies for absence. Minutes of the last meeting. Matters arising. The same items, but without the numbers. I'm going to select the text this time. I'll move to the start and I'll press the Lisi key followed by comma and we'll move to the end. Minutes of the last meeting, matters arising. I'll press end on that line so that I'm after the full stop or period of matters arising. And then I'll press the Lisi key followed by full stop or period. And that should have selected all of that text. Apologies for absence. Minutes of the last meeting. Matters arising. That's good. Now I'll press the same keystroke as we used before, which is the markdown key, followed by O. Beginning numbered or ordered list complete. And what have we got? Blank. One. Apologies for absence. Two. Minutes of the last meeting. Three. Matters arising. So Lisi has gone through all of the selected text, and wherever there was a line break, a new numbered item has been inserted. And that applies equally to bulleted lists. You can apply exactly the same methods, it's just that the keystroke is different. It's the markdown key followed by U instead. U for unordered list. I'm not going to go through every single facet of this. You will be able to find a complete list of all the keystrokes in Lisi's hotkey help when you get this new version, or indeed elsewhere in the documentation. What I will say is that it's possible to apply links because Markdown is used extensively on websites, for example. And also you can insert block quotes, that kind of thing. There's quite a number of different options that you can apply. It's also worth saying as well that uh, Markdown is used even in situations perhaps where you wouldn't expect it to be. For example, I publish this podcast of Leasy Bytes using the service Pinecast, and it's extremely good. Pinecast.com is where you would need to go. 
if you wanted to set up a similar podcast. And as you're setting up each new episode, there is an option that you can invoke to use Markdown. So if you want to create any lists, for example, in your show notes, you can do that by switching to Markdown mode. It's very cool, it is. But how can we see this in a Microsoft Word format? We're going to save the file with a .md extension, MD standing for Markdown. If we were to open that file by pressing Enter on it in File Explorer, Windows wouldn't know what to do with it. Similarly, if I were to open up Microsoft Word and I were to go to its open dialog box and search for this file and try and open it, it wouldn't know how to handle it. It wouldn't present it to us in the way that we want. So what we have to do is install a plugin for Microsoft Word. And there are various plugins for Markdown that you can use with different applications. I have one for Microsoft Outlook, for example. You just need to do a Google search for these things, although I will try before we release this version of Lisi to provide some links on the Lisi Central website at lisicentral.com so that you've got some starting points. But there is a plugin for Microsoft Word and it's called Writage, W-R-I-T-A-G-E. And you can get it at writage.com. It's a very simple download. There is a fee that you need to pay for it if you want to use this. It's about $30 and they send you a license code and you can simply paste that into the registration screen. It's quite straightforward. But once Writage is installed, it does enable you to open up Markdown files in Microsoft Word and then you are able to see them in the way that you would like to see them. And if you have incorrectly applied the relevant procedures for Markdown, it's just a straightforward Word document. You can change it if you want to, but it just means that hopefully the document should be as you want it to be. I have got Writage installed, and so I can save this file in Notepad that we've been working on. Save as dialog, file name. And I'm going to save this in a location where I can get back to it. I'm going to call this leasybyte.md and press enter. Edit. Now, what we should be able to do is close this down. We're still in Notepad at the moment and browse to the file. Leasybyte.md 13 of 21. And press enter on it. Open in Microsoft Word. Leasybyte.md compatibility mode word. Edit. Let's go through it line by line and see what it's like. Heading level one meeting for the planning committee 5 June 2023. So that is the first line and you'll hear that JAWS is announcing there that it's heading level one. If I arrow down. Tea and coffee will be available during the meeting. It says tea and coffee will be available during the meeting. Now, under most circumstances, I don't have JAWS announcing the attribute changes. So there is another way that we can deal with this. If I focus on the word T, T. and if I press insert F, bolded 12 point. it says bolded 12 point. It would have said more information. Uh, for example, if we had applied a block quote, it would have told us that because insert F tells us everything under the sun as far as formatting is concerned. So it's going to tell us if there's any indentation, what style is being applied, for example, a quote style, anything like that. 
But it has told us that it's bold. If I move to the next word and, and check it again. Bolded 12 point. I'll keep doing that. Coffee. Bolded 12 point. Will. 12 point. Black. Now on the word will, there is no emboldening. So that's fine as far as it goes. The words tea and coffee have been correctly applied. If I arrow down, we should get to our next heading and also our list. Heading level two agenda. There's the agenda. And if I arrow down again. Level one. One. Apologies for absence. You'll notice two things. First of all, JAWS said level one. And that indicates that we are in a numbered list or a list of some kind. The text is indented. It also said one, which means that it's a properly formatted item one. I'll arrow down again. Two minutes of the last meeting. Three matters arising. And that is all we've got. If we had more text underneath, JAWS would have said level zero, and then we would have got into the main body of the text under the agenda items. So everything that we've done there has been successfully applied. What about creating a table? Tables can be sometimes difficult for people to manage. You need to know which keystrokes to use. You also need to make sure that you understand the relationship between the rows and the columns. So in terms of markdown, we've tried to make this as easy as possible because the markdown syntax is a little bit difficult. And if you don't get it just so, your table will not work correctly. So we paid quite a bit of attention to this. Let me just go back into a new notepad document. Untitled notepad, edit. I'm going to create a new heading here. So markdown key, number one. Heading one. Students and their weekly totals. And press enter twice. And I'll type some text here. The table shows the names of students together with their weekly totals. So create a new paragraph and we'll create a new table here. And to do that, we press the markdown key followed by T. Column header dialog, type column header, then press enter to stop column headers, type the word stop. So you can type as many column headers as you want, but Lisi needs to know what the column headers are. So we're going to type first name, press enter. Edit, press markdown key T for next header. Lisi still thinks that we're creating headers, which we are. So markdown key T. Column header dialog. Type column header, then press enter. To stop column headers, type the word stop. Last name, enter. Edit. Press markdown key T for next header. And once more. Column header dialog. We want a three column table, so we're going to put totals in here. And press enter. Edit. Press markdown key T for next header. Once more, because we need to tell Lisi we're going into regular cell data now and not column headers. Column header dialog. Type column header, then press enter. To stop column headers, type the word stop. Well, we're being told to type the word stop, so I'll do that. And press enter. Edit. Cell data dialog. Column one, first name. Type cell data, then press enter. To complete the table, type the word end. There are two important pieces of information here that we thought, that is, myself and the beta testers, that when creating tables, you really need to know. First, the number of the column that you're typing in. And second, what the column header is. 
we've got that, it's told us that we're in column one and the column header is first name. So we really can't go wrong if we listen. So I'm going to type Brian and press enter. Edit. Press markdown key T for next entry. And it says press markdown key T for the next entry and we'll listen. Cell data dialog, column two, last name, type cell data, then press enter. To complete the table, type the word N. This will be Hartgen, and press enter. Edit, press markdown PT for next entry. And once more. Cell data dialog, column three, totals, type cell data, then press enter. So column three is totals. What if I've forgotten where I am? If I press the markdown key, followed by C. Column three, totals. It says column three totals. So we know exactly where we are. So I'm going to type 205. I've really no idea what this table is meant to be reflecting, but it's just something that I made up as I went along. So we'll press enter and we're going to listen. Edit. Press markdown key T for next entry, starting a new row. Lisi has told us that we're starting a new row in the table. So we've tried to make things as clear as possible. I'll just put in another entry very quickly. Cell data dialog, column one, first name, type cell data, then press enter. I'll type Lulu. Edit, press markdown key T for next entry. Cell data dialog, column two, last name. Hartgen. Edit, press markdown key T for next entry. Cell data dialog, column three totals, type cell data, then press enter. And I'll type 300 in there and press enter. Edit, press markdown key T for next entry, starting a new row. Now we need to end the table at this point. We have finished. So again, we press the markdown key T. Cell data dialog, column one, first name, type cell data, then press enter. To complete the table, type the word end. Right, type the word end, we'll do that and press enter. Edit table complete. What we want to really do is to save the document and check it in Microsoft Word so that we can be sure it's what we intended. Save as dialog. And I'll call it testtable.md. We mustn't forget the markdown extension. Edit. I'll go back to the document in File Explorer. Testtable.md 20 of 22. And press enter. Opening Microsoft Word. Testtable.md compatibility mode word edit. And let's have a look and see what we've got. Heading level one students and their weekly totals. The table shows the names of students together with their weekly totals. Table one, uniform table, new cell, first name. Okay, so now we are in the table. Jaws has told us that. And we can use the table navigation keys. Last name, totals. End of row. I'm pressing Alt, Control, Right Arrow to do that. There are other methods of navigating tables. But if I come back along here. Last name. First name. There's the first name column. And if I move down with Alt, Control, Down. Brian. And Alt, Control, Right. Last name. Arjun. You'll hear that Jaws is reading out the column header and the cell that we're in. Totals. 205. Go left. Last name. Arjun. First name. Brian. And move down. Lulu. Move right. Last name. Arjun. Totals. 300. Last cell in table. And the table dimensions are absolutely correct. So Lisi, if I can say so, has done a really good job of creating this table based upon a markdown document. There's one other thing that I'd quite like to show you. And again, this is 
potentially a problematic area in relation to creating Word documents, and that is creating footnotes. Particularly in academic work and when writing books, footnotes are quite important because you can draw the reader's attention to the footnote at the end of the document or the end of the page. So if you're referring to something and you want to provide a little more context, then you can do that. Again, I'm going to open up a new notepad document. Untitled notepad edit. I'm going to type the following text. I use JAWS for Windows. And I want to insert a footnote here. I don't want to draw the reader's attention away from the narrative text because I want that flow to be unbroken. But should the reader want to find out a little more what JAWS for Windows is, he or she will be able to look at the footnote because I'm going to describe it. So to insert a new footnote, I'm going to press the markdown key, then F. Footnotes dialog. List one, list view. Create footnote one of three. Now we've got a few options here. We've got create footnote, which is what I'm going to do. But let me just explore what these others are. Insert footnotes two of three. Insert footnotes. What you do essentially is you create your text, and as you're moving along, you create each footnote using the first option, which is what we're going to do. But at the end of the process, you will insert all the text pertaining to the footnotes at the end of the document. That's where the second option comes into play. The last option is... Clear footnotes from Lisi, three of three. Clear footnotes from Lisi. That's important because as you are creating your footnotes, Lisi is taking a note of the main text for those footnotes so that they can be inserted at the end of the document. But if you don't clear the footnotes afterwards, for example, when you're moving into a new document, you'll find that the old footnotes are going to be inserted, and we don't want that. So if in doubt, let's clear the footnotes first by pressing Enter, because we're starting something new. Edit footnotes removed. Now we can really do the business. We can press the markdown key, followed by F. Footnotes dialog. List one, list view. Create footnote one of three. I'll press enter. Ed, creating a footnote dialog. Please type the footnote number, then press enter. So what's the footnote number? Well, it's number one. It's our first one. Then I'll press enter. Edit. Creating a footnote dialog. Please type the text associated with footnote one, then press enter. If you remember, I typed something like, I am using JAWS for Windows. And I'm going to type, that is a screen reader developed by Vispero. And I'm going to press enter. Edit. Footnote one created. What does that look like? If I read the current line... I use JAWS for Windows. Carrot FN1. Okay, so that is a punctuation indication to you that the footnote has been inserted. Now I'll continue with my text. It is developed for blind people. And I'll insert a new footnote. So markdown key F. Footnotes dialog. List one, list view. Create footnote one of three. Enter. Ed, creating a footnote dialog. Please type the footnote number, then press enter. And I'll type number two and press enter. Edit. 
Creating a footnote dialog. Please type the text associated with footnote 2, then press enter. And I'll type for the footnote, like me, and press enter. Edit footnote 2 created. So I've inserted all my footnotes now. I'll press the markdown key and F. Footnotes dialog. List 1, list view. Create footnote 1 of 3. And arrow down to the second option. Insert footnotes 2 of 3. Press enter. Edit footnotes inserted. And the footnote should have now been inserted. So I need to save the document, don't I? With Control S. It's still Notepad, remember? Save as dialog. And this time I will call the document footnotes test dot md and press enter. Edit. We'll go back to my folder. Footnotes test dot md thirteen of twenty three. And here's our document. I'll press enter. Opening Microsoft Word, leaving table. Footnotes test.md compatibility mode word. Ed. Now let's read it. I use JAWS for Windows. Footnote 1 that is developed for blind people. Footnote 2. And of course, in a regular document, you would probably have lots of different footnotes. And as you move through the text in the document, then JAWS is going to announce the presence of the footnotes. But it isn't telling us the text that's associated with the footnotes at the moment. So, in order to get that, we need to go to the end of the document by arrowing down, because that is where the footnotes occur. I'm going to press down arrow. Superscript 1 and superscript that is a screen reader developed by Vespero. Footnote pane. Footnote area edit. Superscript 1 and superscript that is a screen reader developed by Vespero. So, you can tell that we're in the footnotes area of the document, and it's saying superscript 1, which indicates that this refers to footnote 1. And if I arrow down... Superscript 2 and superscript like me. And it's got it exactly right. So, that was referring to the blind person like me. That was footnote number 2. This is just an introduction to Markdown. It's our first attempt at providing features for it, and I'm absolutely certain that we'll refine it over time. But if we don't stop developing features for it now, you'll never get it. So we have to get the product documented and out there to you. But I'm certain that during the course of this year, we'll develop the feature further. This Lisi Byte has been rather long, but I want to end just with a few words about Elegance Mode. If you are a user of Elegance, you will know that you can type in abbreviations for different things to control various actions, and each of the markdown functions in Lisi has an abbreviation associated with it. So if you go into Elegance Mode, you can type, for example, bold, you could type table to get into the table options. You can type foot in order to get into the footnote options and so on. Again, there will be a list of abbreviations in the documentation. For more information, please visit www.hartgen.org slash leasybytes.